Did you know that studies have shown affirmations can profoundly influence your psychological well-being, enhancing self-confidence and reducing anxiety? Here at Positive Birth Australia, we have crafted a 20-minute birth affirmations track filled with soulful, carefully curated affirmations to empower, inspire, and guide you to deeply remember the power you hold within. And to my fellow belly birth mothers, we have created a track specifically for you to honor that all birth is a sacred moment of profound significance. For only $5, you can download and immerse yourself in our affirmations track to transform your mindset in the lead up to birth and during labor, serving as a potent reminder of the inherent power and love you possess. Visit us at www.positivebirthaustralia.com or head to the show notes and follow the link provided to start your journey toward a more empowered birth experience. Welcome to Positive Birth Australia, a podcast created to empower and educate mothers along their own pregnancy journey. Each week, I'll be sharing insightful and inspiring birth stories and advice in the hopes to help you create your own positive birth experience. I'm your host, Sky Marie. Let's get into today's show. Welcome back, guys. On today's show, I chat with Maha founder and creator of Belly Dance Birth and Embody Birth, about the births of her three children and her life's work as an award-winning author, educator, and birth advocate. Maha describes birth as a transformative experience, a spiritual alignment that brings connection and awareness to everything in life. We chat about the difference between imposed fear and innate fear and what each of her births revealed to her about her shadow self. I hope you guys enjoy today's show. Hi Maha, thank you so much for coming on today. It's a pleasure, lovely to be here Sky. Do you want to just tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Sure, so I live in the Northern Rivers area of New South Wales. Actually I used to live in Byron Bay for 23, 24 years and I moved a little further north, um, about 40 minutes north three years ago. So I'm getting used to this area. It's mm-hmm. taken me a little while to be out of the community of Byron. Yeah. I was a very big part of the community down there, but um, I'm enjoying it. I'm with my 12-year-old daughter. So she started school up here. Mm-hmm. And I am a childbirth educator and mentor. I have been for the last 25 years. I've been the founder of Embody Birth and Belly Dance Birth, mm-hmm. which I founded in Byron Bay in 1997. And so I've traveled the world teaching embody birth and belly dance birth this last decade um, until COVID happened. I was going to China twice a year and my program was all through China. I was getting to amazing hospitals and teaching doctors and midwives amazing. and obstetricians and doulas and mothers. Yeah. And then all that came to a bit of a halt. So I've done a lot of work. I'm also the author of the award-winning world first book on belly dance for birth, Dance of the Womb. Mm -hmm. That's been endorsed by Dr. Michelle O'Don, Sheila Kitzinger, Dr. Sarah Buckley and others. And the follow-on award-winning video series, Dance of the Womb, that has all of the beautiful belly dance birth dance chapters and movements. Yes, and I made that when I was pregnant at 46 with my daughter. 
And so you get to see the book come alive. So the book is a representation of my life Mm -hmm. and the movements are the threads of the story of my life woven through the dance. Mm -hmm. So the belly dance birth is used as a prenatal dance and then as a process you adapt that through labour. The first stage of labour, yeah. So I've been teaching that and I'm of Palestinian, Lebanese origin. So I'm keeping alive the roots of my Palestinian culture that we know that no longer exists in the way that it did for my grandmother and the maternal lineage on my father's side. Mm -hmm. So it's my way of keeping that information, those cultural, that knowledge and wisdom alive. So, yeah. Mm. How did you get into this line of work? Well, I always say that my birth preparation began in my mother's mother's womb Mm -hmm. because that's what I believe. I believe that, you know, the little seed of us, the egg, was in my mother's mother, in my mother, Mm -hmm. you know, and then I'm born from that. So that's how I started this work. Thank you to my grandmother, Mm -hmm. (laughs) my Lebanese side, my grandmother. But when I was pregnant with my first son in 1996, and I had never thought about, you know, doing birth work or anything like that, but I had been kidnapped from my mum as a six-month-old baby and I found her, yeah, when I was 33 and met her with my brother in Beirut, Lebanon. And that seeded this uh, reconnection to the mother, the motherland, the mother tongue, the mother as home, where I had come from, where I had been taken away from. And I had been trying to get pregnant for five years and when I met my mum, six months later, I was pregnant. Oh, wow. You know, one of those stories. Mm-hmm. And um, so I saw there was a connection with, you know, infertility because I had polycystic ovaries. But I knew it wasn't just a physical condition. Mm-hmm. After meeting my mum, I felt like I reconnected to all that was lost within myself. Mm. And... I got pregnant, as mentioned, with my first son, who'll be 25 this year. And it was there that that connection, that re-remembering, brought me home to my roots, Mm -hmm. to my Middle Eastern roots, to this lineage on both my mother's and father's side. And I started to really get into my body, and it was like the pregnancy activated the cultural memory Mm As I say, we're like a tree with the roots and it's like those roots go deeper into those connections. And it was like everything came flooding into me. I was transmitting and I was receiving and I was psychically open in that pregnancy. And my cultural roots beckoned me and called me. And then I came to Byron Bay because I got pregnant in England Funnily enough, I just landed in England with my first husband and two weeks after arriving, thinking we're going to travel the world, (laughs) I got pregnant. So that was quite incredible. And um, so I started to get into my body and started to, you know, do the body work and really connect and came back to Australia. And there was a midwife teaching belly dancing in our pregnancy support group in Byron Bay. Mm -hmm. And because I could do the movements and I'd already, I'd started accessing all of that Middle Eastern dance, Oriental dance within me with my baby. She said, wow, Maha, you really can dance. I said, yes, it's natural to me. It's not the performance style belly dance. It's the inner connection to the feminine womb wisdom dance. Mm -hmm. And so six months after I had been in her class and my son was six months of age, I took over her class. 
because I just knew it. I knew it implicitly in my blood and veins, in, you know, the memory of who I was and where I came from. And so that was the, the beginning, yeah. June 1997, when my son was six months of age. I just started to teach. I didn't know what I was doing, but I knew what I was doing. Yeah. I knew it. And so I trusted in that knowing. And he had a beautiful, my, my son had had a beautiful birth, but he'd been born six weeks premature. So he was helicoptered away. His lungs weren't working. Okay. So that's where that trust in myself and in the journey opened the door through his birth. And that's what I talk about. That birth is where these openings, these channels of where am I meant to be? Where am I meant to be going? What is my gift through birth that I gift to the world? Yeah. And how was your birth with your son? It was great. It was a really good birth, but he was six weeks premature. Yeah. And what model of care had you chosen with him? I went to the Lismore Base Hospital. So we're talking 1996. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So very different time. Yeah. And this was at a time when in Byron Bay, in the pregnancy support circle, you could choose between about 12 to 15 home birth midwives. <gasps> wow. Yes. You as the mother sat in the circle with 30, 40 other mothers and fathers and the midwives would speak in the circle and you would feel into your body with your baby and think, who do I resonate with? Mm. And you might pick two or three mm. and then you would make an appointment with them and you would interview them and ask them, what do you offer me yeah, wow. in your care? Not the other way around. It was me standing and sitting in my centre with the vision of what I wanted for my birth. And that is how we did it in those days. I mean, it's crazy to think it was only a couple of decades ago. Mm. <laughs> I think I'm showing my age now, but <laughs> that was the norm, independent home birth midwives. Do you mean just in Byron it was the norm? I don't that we didn't I think the pregnancy support group in Byron is very unique. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it's still going. Thirty five years on. Wow. It's still going. And I've started one with the beautiful Jane Older midwife, who's a nurse midwife. She does more postnatal now. We've started one in Kingscliff, a pregnancy support oh, group. How wonderful. Yeah. On Thursdays here. So because it's so powerful to sit in that circle. And to have the, you know, ability to choose your midwife. And that is what we are lacking in birth. We don't understand it implicitly from an energetic and emotional place. Mm -hmm. This is an emotional experience that we need to cultivate relationship with the person who is going to go into the depths of the experience by our side with woman, midwife. Mm. You know, we have to choose who is that person that I feel comfortable with, that I feel safe with, who listens to me, who reassures me, who I feel secure with, who I know deeply as she walks this path with me. And unfortunately, we are losing this kind of wisdom and we are bringing in control and power over and the clinical, institutional, medical model that doesn't harbour this kind of genuine love and care for women. Mm -hmm. This is what we seek when we walk this path. So our body can open. Our body can't open in constriction and fear, and that is what we're seeing. Yeah. We need to be able to melt and soften, as we say in embodied birth. 
that is what opens your body to birthing. That feeling of security and safety, the inner environment is reflected in the outer environment. Mm -hmm. And when that's incongruent and it doesn't match, we're going to have problems. That's what my work in embodied birth has always been about. Yeah. Mm. So despite your son coming six weeks early, you say that yes. that birth was still a powerful experience. Yes. In what way did it impact you? Going, excavating to the depths of who I was that yeah. I didn't even realize existed within my own body. Yeah. That transformation that in that physiological birth, there is a sacred portal that opens that brings us into connection and awareness with everything in life. Mm -hmm. It is a high transformative experience. It's a metaphysical experience. It is a spiritual alignment with all that is. Mm. And when a woman gets to experience that kind of transformation, you will never go back. Mm -hmm. The door and the gateway has opened. And that's how it changed me. And I thought to myself, my goodness, how many women are birthing on this planet every single day and we hear nothing of it yeah. in terms of this experience? What is going on? That's me in 1996 saying that. Mm. And I was walking on a high as though I had been transported and that's why it's a rite of passage because you are transported to another place, ecstasy. Above, you know, stasis, you are moving through states of being in birth. Mm. You're meant to. You're meant to go to those places of higher consciousness. So humanity evolves. And that's the other side of my work in embodied mm. birth. And what we see today is probably less than 2% of women globally who have gone to that transcendent place to raise consciousness for humanity yeah, wow. Yeah. We talk about all kinds of spiritual experiences, you know, meditations and, you know, men go and, and sit in caves and we have all of these rites of passages that we move through, but birth is never included in it. Yeah. And I ask that, why isn't birth a part of this most, you know, important and inspiring and deep sacred work mm. of the woman? No. Yeah, wow. So for the women that are wanting this type of birth experience, what would be the first step that you would suggest they take? Well, as a teacher of 25 years, the first thing I want to say, and I often say this, is all we can do as educators and mentors mentors, is plant the seed. I can't make anyone do anything. Yeah. And I've learned that. Even though I would love every woman to have this transformative rite of passage ceremonial initiation through birth, I can't do that. In my online program, what I have actually started with is looking at your beliefs around birth mm -hmm. because it's a really important place to start because what we often find out is that the beliefs that I've cultivated around this experience are the narrative of a fearful society or a traumatized society that's being carried forward. Yeah. And then when we actually deeply sit in meditation and sit with my body and listen to my baby, because we have the psychic highway between mother and baby, and when I truly listen to my own voice, to my baby's voice, I start to hear a new narrative. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, when I let go of the distraction and that outside noise and everyone's opinions and I can come back to my centre and really feel what does birth mean to me outside of that fear narrative. Now, that doesn't mean that you don't ever have fear. That's not what this is about. Fear itself can be quite a motivator. So it's another exercise that we have in my online program is three chapters on fear. Whose fear is it? And so what we do is we go through and we look at the two camps of fear or the two groups of fear. Mm -hmm. We have universal fears, innate fears that all mothers carry, mm -hmm. things that we might be fearful of or scared of or worried about. These are normal. Will my baby, you know, be deformed? Will my baby be healthy? How will I get my baby out? You know, will my baby be too big? Or some of the things that we feel into ourselves. And then we have our external fears or imposed fears that other people have told us or society or culture has put on us mm -hmm. as a fear that actually may not be ours. So the very first exercise we do in my program is to sort through the two camps, imposed fear, innate fear. And what we often find is the imposed fears are this huge long list, but our innate fears are distilled down to just a little handful of, of fear that are ours. Yeah. So then I go, okay, get rid of that. That's not mine. I don't need to be carrying that. And now let me work with what is truly, genuinely my fear. So the idea then is to work through those fears so you can birth through those fears. Mm -hmm. So there's a distinct difference between birthing in fear and birthing through fear. Yeah. So there's what we want. We want to be able to face our fears because that is where that transformation occurs. And if the people around me in the birth environment understand that, yes, if fear rises up, I am willing, I have the intention to birth through the fear. Hold me in that place. Mm -hmm. Don't drug me. Don't interfere with me because I am going through this portal of transformation. So the language of how we speak about birth is very distinctive in my Embody Birth program. We use the language of the feminine. We use a more a spiritual language, a more sacred language that makes sense to the experience. Yeah, okay. Yeah? So I'm not completely rejecting the clinical model, but I'm saying there's a parallel pathway that runs with the medical model that is the sacred lens. Come and have a look at this. Yeah? So you can go from one to the other and interweave and into, you know, play with the two, the medical and the sacred, or you can just say, right, the sacred model feels good to me, or the medical model, I feel secure there. But at least to know you have these options. And that's why I'm so proud of my work of 25 years, because I've kept it alive and kept it going. Mm. And women are seeking this now. Women are coming home. They're coming home to the sacred language of birth and preparing themselves, their body, from that place. And remember, as I said at the beginning, the body, emotional body, energetic body, psychic body, spiritual body, um, sexual body, 
the mind body, the physical body. So these are all interweaving. So this is how we are preparing for birthing. Yeah. This is what's important. Yeah, absolutely. How was the birth of your second child? His was an amazing birth because it was a home birth, water birth, lotus birth, everything that I'd wanted for my first son. Yeah. Okay. So he was born on a community um, property in Byron oh, wow. um, area. Yeah. And it was a very, very beautiful and healing birth. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's now 21, an amazing young man, as is my first son. Beautiful, beautiful young men, very proud. But his lotus birth taught me about sealing the child's receivership into the world, as in their auric field. And I actually saw his auric field close on the third day when the cord dried and dropped off. Mm -hmm. So he had the full lotus birth. And I really wanted to be conscious in the experience and be with every unfolding moment as I had been in the birth. So his birth really showed me the principles of that sacredness and that ceremonial initiation of birth and how that looks and feels. And he too was breastfed for two years, which Mm -hmm. I thought at the time was the length of time to breastfeed, but we can talk a bit more about that. (laughs) But, yeah, he had a beautiful, beautiful home water lotus birth, and I'm always grateful for that, with another midwife, Sarah, who was another midwife that actually ran the pregnancy group for about eight years. She's amazing. Oh, wonderful. So So you had a home birth planned with your first son, but he came too early. Yes, 34 weeks prem. Yes, I had a home birth midwife set up, Mm -hmm. but, yes, he was too early for home birth, and which was lucky because... His lungs were not formed. And this is what I always say as well, Sky. I never turn my back on the medical world. That's not what I do. When there is a necessity, an emergency is needed, they are brilliant. Yeah. They are incredible. It's when I'm talking about unnecessary intervention, that's the problem. Yeah. And not understanding the foundations of what birth means for women, babies, families, the world. There's a distinct difference there too. Yeah. Mm. You said it was a healing birth. In what way was it healing for you? Healing the first birth. Yeah. Yeah, healing the premature. The thing is too, in every birth story, I look and I unpick it to see what is it that I learned from that experience. So for me, it's a learning about me and it's a healing of the maternal lineage. And when I looked at my first son's birth, and he was taken from me, helicoptered away after 10 hours, I realised I was taken from my mother as a six-month-old baby. Yeah, wow. You know, and he's repeating that, Mm. that, you know, loss. And the other twist to his story, I will quickly tell you, is that it wasn't for five years on that I was looking at my passport from when I came to Australia as a two-year-old with my father, and I opened it up, And guess what date the stamp was of my arrival into Mm. Australia? His birthday. His birth date. Oh, wow. So I came on the 4th of December. Now I'm getting goosebumps. Yeah, me too. (laughs) (laughs) I arrived on the 4th of December 1964 and he was born on the 4th of December 1996. So I went, well, there, of course, Mm -hmm. there you go. Then my second son, he helped me through the pregnancy. Now, we had a very, very strong psychic highway with one another. Mm -hmm. 
he was a very strong spirit and he would talk to me a lot in utero and I would listen. And he and, and the father, his father and I separated in that pregnancy and he reassured me, my little baby, that everything would be all right. You need to do what you need to do, mum. You need to sit with this. And he brought me to open the door to heal my father wound, mm -hmm. which I won't go into. But he helped open that door for me to go there. And I realized that's what our children bring. When we are really actively listening and connected, our children or our babies in utero bring us these messages. Yeah. Are we listening? They teach us so much, don't they? Yeah. And what about the birth of your daughter? How was that experience for you? Yes. So I birthed her at 46, mm -hmm. a home water lotus birth again, and a new relationship. I met her dad when I was 43, and actually I would got pregnant to him at that age. I was 43 and a half. Um, and I had an early birth or miscarriage at about seven and a half weeks. Oh, and I was amazed, though, that I got pregnant naturally at 43 and a half. So I got this little light of excitement that, wow, I could have another baby because I'd always secretly thought I'm having two boys and a girl. Right. And I didn't know how I was going to have that little girl of mine. <laughs> <laughs> and two years later... I got pregnant again with her naturally Amazing. and I do a lot of counseling online for birth preparation and post-birth stories but I also do a lot of counseling for fertility over 40 and not really from a clinical perspective more from that emotional perspective and I give women all the tips that helped me mm -hmm. and your pregnancy with her beautiful amazing amazing perfect mm -hmm. um, so I was 45 and a half to 46 um, you know, I had a little bit of low um, iron, which I've always had. Um, you know, I, I felt really good. I made my DVD, Dance of the Womb. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I was strong. My boys were 9 and 12 when she was born or just about to turn. And I had a beautiful home birth with Jane Older, my midwife, and eight-hour labor, but just a powerful, powerful birth. Yeah. And it was powerful because... You know, I talk about the layers that we go through every birth. We get deeper and deeper and deeper. And because I had the intention to excavate deeply in her birth, I wanted to have everything. I said, give it all to me, mother, universe, source, whatever we call it. I want to feel everything because this is the last time I'm doing this. Mm -hmm. And now I've been a birth educator for, you know, 12 odd years. So I had more awareness of things. And her birth healed the mother aspect within me. Okay. And I had some amazing things happen in her birth, which I talk about in my embodied birth training. And it was very, very, again, powerful. And I healed a lot of not just my own trauma, but a universal trauma too. Yeah. And I felt it moving through my body. It was very powerful. And I had people around me who understood the spiritual nature of birth. So they didn't come rushing in to try and fix things, mm -hmm. which is often what happens again in the medical. We've got to do something in order for birth to work. But if I am just being and holding that space of being, then the mother is in the allowance of being. Whatever she needs to be, meet, reveal, connect to. Mm -hmm. 
And again, birth is about energy and emotion, energy and motion. So we need to, as birth care providers, understand what am I holding this space for? And it is to be so the mother can be all she needs to be. And that's what happened in Amina's birth. Yeah. And she had a lotus birth as well, full lotus birth. And then I breastfed her for eight and a half years until oh, natural wow. term. And I was the woman who stood up in the worldwide media. I was the second woman in the world to stand up for natural term breastfeeding from 2012 to 2016. Okay. So I was on Sunrise, Morning Show, Current Affair, oh, Inside wow. Story, Woman's Day. We've all been forgotten now, darling, because it was a <laughs> while ago. Now everybody's doing it. But I courageously stood up in the world and said breastfeeding a child to natural term, whatever that is, is normal, it is natural, it is important. It's more than just breastfeeding. It's about breast nurturing. It's about loving our children through the developmental stages to that ages of seven, eight. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was attacked and shamed and ridiculed, but I was also supported and, you know, loved and, you know, and it wasn't about me. It was about opening that dialogue for mothers' voices, mothers' choices with their children, which is what is being severed today. Yeah. You know, we're always trying to sever mothers, disassociate them from their knowing and their children, you know, control them, tell them what to do, give them permission. And it's like, no, as I always say, Sky, there are nine words that put fear into the medical world, which are, I know what I am doing as a mother. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I always say that in the interviews. You know, you know what you're doing. How could you possibly know what you're doing? It's <laughs> oh, wild. It's just crazy what we have taken away mm. from mothers. And I implore all mothers, we are the ones carrying the flag of liberation, maternal liberation. It is us. It is up to us to say, no, stand back. I know what I am doing. Or, yes, I need your help. Thank you. Yeah. Stand strong. And that is what embodied birth is about. It is the principle of standing as the mother tiger in your intuitive knowing. Accessing that and activating it, bringing it to life for our children, for our families, for humanity. Because in my culture, the mother is strong. Yeah. Yeah, the mother is the fabric of the society, of the family. Mm. Without the mother, everything will collapse. So there's a reverence and a holy respect for mothers. It's not a perfect, it's not a perfect culture at, by all means, mm. but the female voice of the mother is strong and intact. I love that. So what would be your biggest lesson you've taken away from your entire journey that our children that our children represent an aspect of our shadow self mm -hmm. that needs to be revealed to us to bring us into wholeness and completion yeah yeah because it is the missing piece in many ways for me in my spiritual growth for me personally, I feel that the parts of me that I haven't accessed or healed 
have been mirrored back to me through my children. And that is what has helped me to become the wiser, whole, holy woman that I'm meant to be. Mm -hmm. So if I come through that journey, not in pieces, not fragmented, I birth in my wholeness. I am a whole woman birthing my whole baby in my wholeness and my holiness. Then I can give that back to the world, that level of consciousness, which is what changes humanity. That is what I've learned through this whole journey as I approach 60. And now all I want to do is just pass it on, teach it, share it, so other women can claim and own the journey when they're ready, when they're ready, Mm. when they're ready. What key piece of advice would you give to any expectant mums out there? What I said before and what I always say is that the living book is within. Read her. Mm-hmm. Read her. Come into a place of trust and to know that my story is the mystery of birth and life. You don't need to know everything from an intellectual perspective. We have a lot of information now with social media and the internet, we are filling our heads with so much intellectual information that we mustn't forget to come down into the heart, the womb, our baby and our wisdom. So we say in embodied birth, know everything and then let it go and then come into that trust and that mystery and see if you can meet that which is unfolding and meant for you. That is what I would say. Well, Maha, Mm. thank you so much for this compelling interview today and sharing all your birth wisdom with us. Oh, thank you for having me, Sky. Really beautiful. Thank you. Love everyone. That brings us to the end of the show, guys. This was an episode for my fellow deep thinkers wanting to connect with themselves and their babies on more of a spiritual and emotional level. I absolutely love the way Maha describes birth and could you imagine if we all grew up viewing birth this way? Guys, head over to Maha's Instagram for some incredible birth content and check out the show notes for all the links to her work. Let me know what you think of today's show over on the PBA Instagram and I'll see you next week for another episode of Positive Birth Australia. Bye.